You're listening to Up Close and Personal by Precious Gaza. In this show, Precious shares real, raw and vulnerable stories about her life's journey. Expect content about her business, community, relationships and everything in between. The goal is for you to be inspired. Tune in every week to catch new episodes. Right. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Up Close and Personal with Pressures. And I'm so excited because today I am interviewing Catherine Rose. And Catherine Rose is a coach for women stuck with chronic illnesses who are feeling stuck on their healing journey and are ready to move forward and design their life through mind, body, and soul techniques. Um, Catherine's own chronic illness journey began in. 2011 when she was beginning to study at university in the US, experiencing debilitating symptoms and seeking a diagnosis in the Western medical system, but finding no answers for seven years, causing her to be deeply depressed, lost and sick. It wasn't until her journey and curiosity in holistic health, wellness, spirituality, functional medicine, personal development and trauma work that her life completely transformed. Today, after a master's in clinical social work and nearly six years of research in what it takes to truly heal, Catherine is passionate about helping other women finally move forward and thrive in their life, not despite their chronic illness, but because of it. Thank you so much for being here, Catherine. Yeah, thank you for having me, Precious. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to get right into it. Um, if you yeah. don't mind, I know I already read your bio, but if you don't sure. mind, would like to hear from the horse's mouth. Um, if you can just tell us what your chronic illness is and how that has been for you so far. Yeah, so I have chronic Lyme disease and I also have co-infections that come along with that. So basically when I say co-infections, that just means uh, a tick-borne infection that is commonly mm-hmm. always with Lyme disease because Lyme disease is just one of yeah. many, many tick-borne infections that you can get uh, transmitted. Yeah. So typically when you get Lyme disease, you also have a host of other things. So that's what I have right now but I do consider myself to be in remission from Lyme disease um yeah thankfully okay okay um so what yeah go on and yeah sorry so you were you were saying the second part of like how how has it affected me I mean it's affected me in great great ways and I'm sure we'll dive deeper um, as we go on to discuss but Um, To make a really long story short, Mm -hmm. it all started 10 years ago in 2011, as you said before, and I was 18 and I had a host of all these debilitating symptoms Mm -hmm. and I went through for years in the Western medical system, asking Mm -hmm. doctors to help me, you know, what's wrong? I have X, Y, Z symptoms and it didn't help. And so I did go through for years and I became depressed. I was lost. And that really took me on this huge journey of self-discovery and being at the bottom and 
you know, pushing my way to the top through yeah. all of that. But yeah, that's where it brought me to today where mm-hmm. 10 years later, my life looks completely different. And different. it really is because of my chronic illness that I am where I'm at today and why I'm so passionate about yeah. you know, my life and what I do. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Um, so what are some of the challenges you face with this illness? Like for a lot of chronic illness, um, illness whereas I would speak for myself, especially, I find that um, there's some limitations. Like I experience a lot of fatigue. When I have my episodes, I experience a lot of pain. And, you know, sometimes, especially when I was in school as a teenager, I miss a lot of my exams, my tests. Mm-hmm. I would write some tests from the hospital. Um, I, I had my relationship with people was because I always felt like a burden. It was just really difficult. So what were some of the challenges that you faced growing up um, with this illness? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of challenges. Um, As you know, when you have a chronic illness, um, and it depends on when it starts in your life, how it impacts Mm -hmm. you, I think. But Mm -hmm. for me, it started when I was um, just beginning basically my 20s. -hmm. And it impacted my relationships drastically. Mm -hmm. I was actually having a mask um, to the world the entire time. And Mm -hmm. this is before we all wore masks, (laughs) but I wore a mask to the world. And I didn't really show that I was struggling inside because I kept waiting for a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I was almost embarrassed to say, I'm going through an illness because there was no name. I couldn't say, this is what I'm going through. And so that made it really difficult. I felt like I had to put on a happy face to the world and I wasn't comfortable with sharing and basically starting a pity party. I didn't really want that. And Mm -hmm. so I dealt with it inside and it really tore me apart and ate me apart. It really like ate my soul, you know? Yeah. Um, And it was really difficult, but I was in school and just like you, I was I was struggling with doing my coursework, except Mm -hmm. I never took any time off. You know, I went to doctors, but because they weren't helping, I didn't actually have that period where I just said, you know, I need a break, even though really I I should have taken a break. Yeah. Um, I wasn't performing and doing well in school, you know, Mm -hmm. took over my entire um, life. And I I really just barely getting by day by day. Um, Mm -hmm. It also affected just me having goals that I could see for long term. And it made me feel like I could not plan for the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also took away just that power and confidence, you know, it made me feel disempowered. Um, And I think so many people feel that way when they go through a chronic illness they feel like yeah. all their power and their voice is taken away it's from taken them away. yeah yeah and you know it just I mean I think the impacts it had go in virtually every domain of your life really mm-hmm. um but um it lasted for years and years and years um and uh yeah it wasn't until I really turned my life around that yeah. every single day of my life that was affected began to slowly heal layer by layer yeah okay so what what was that one thing that made you decide to make the change like when you decided to take charge of your life and to start your journey on healing and personal development what was that one thing that 
just made you decide that, you know what, I'm going to start doing this? So I remember a distinct moment and there were many moments, but I Mm -hmm. think the first big aha moment for me was my junior year of university. I was entering my third year and Mm -hmm. I was at this point had not gotten any proper medical treatment because nobody was actually treating me for anything. I Mm -hmm. was very fatigued. I was depressed. I wasn't eating well. And I saw this documentary uh, all about food as medicine. Mm -hmm. And it also discussed how the food industry, um, especially in the U.S., Mm -hmm. creates these foods that are artificially um, made and they're designed to make you very addicted to the food and it's not Mm -hmm. providing nutrients Mm -hmm. and what your body actually needs so for me that was the first big aha moment and I was like oh my god food is medicine and I thought oh my gosh maybe I can try this you know maybe this will help me and it was the first time I think I actually took the power in my hands as opposed to waiting for the doctors to help me. Yeah. And that completely changed everything because my health began to improve. My Mm -hmm. mental health began to improve and I started just feeling better. And I was like, okay, wow, this works. And so that really kind of opened up everything for me to start obsessing into nutrition Mm -hmm. and eating foods that actually provide nourishment and cutting out foods that were, you know, processed and really giving me nothing for my body and not actually healing me. Um, and that, that kind of dove me down the rabbit hole more and more and more with everything holistic, um, you know, learning more about psychology. Um, I said nutrition and then it kept going further and further and further, but it continued on until 2017 when I really started to, uh, change everything when I kind of had this spiritual awakening and I I attached a lot more meaning to my illness and let go of a lot of that pain and suffering I was holding on to because it was, it was helpful with the food, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. enough for me to go to food and therapy. I I still felt very much like "Mm, something's not right. Something's missing. Um, Mm. and yeah, so, so that's how it happened. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Um, okay. So when did you now decide that decide that you wanted to become a chronic illness coach like when when did you decide that you know I want to help other women to achieve what I have achieved I want to help them to you know take charge of their own lives despite their chronic illnesses so I think that the chronic illness journey it goes through these different stages yes and and you know it you know first you're really lost in pain, suffering, wondering Mm -hmm. why me, why me? And then it gradually moves up a stage and goes into a different, you know, level where Mm -hmm. you start thinking about different things and you continue hopefully 
mm-hmm. healing day by day. Yeah. Um, but you're so invested in working on yourself, right? So mm-hmm. I was like that because you you have to be invested in yourself. You have to be obsessed yes. with your own healing. You have to yep. really care and honor yourself. Um, and I reached a point where I had been doing that for several years, especially following my spiritual awakening where I just really kind of like kickstarted it all um, in 2017. And I had done so much healing, so much deep work on myself, so much letting go, so much trauma work, so much obsession with personal development and really just honoring myself and my intuition that I was at that point um, two years later where I had graduated my master's in social work, which I was able to do because I actually had done the work, you know, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been able to handle it otherwise. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I was like, now it's my time to help other women. I really want to help women who are in my shoes because I could have used a guide, somebody to support me during that journey. Yeah. So that was when it happened. It was actually 2020 when I started this coaching business. Um, and it was right at the end of, um, when I graduated and I was like, I've got this time now. I want to go in. I want to help other women who are going through chronic illness and just, you know, they might be getting medical treatment, but Mm -hmm. that's not enough. You you need to do so much more. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's when I decided to, um, to actually put, pay it forward because I was at a place where I was, I had a good head on my shoulders. I had done the yes. work and I was like, yeah. now I am able to hold the space for other women to yes. do the same. Yeah. Honestly, I really think this is so amazing. Cause like you said, when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed when I was five years old and now mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be 26 in December. And I really, really wish I had a guide. I wish there was someone that was there to like understand everything I was going through because dealing with doctors like you would have doctors gaslight you you would have doctors yes. you know um, downplay your symptoms and tell yeah. you you're exaggerated and oh you don't need that medication or treat mm-hmm. you like you're just you're just seeking attention like just just a lot of challenges when it comes to dealing with doctors and then you're just on your own just feeling like no one understands you so I'm yeah. really grief- I'm really really happy that um this exists and other people are really benefiting from me because I wish I had that <laughs> when yeah. when I was diagnosed so I'm really happy for everyone that has access to you and has access to your guidance because it really does help even with your mental health like just having that one person that you can that can just help you with your journey does it just takes a lot of pressure off you and you just feel like yeah I'm not alone and I have someone yeah. that you know is there to listen and guide me so this is really amazing Kathleen um, yeah. okay so um so what 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 has been some of the challenges you faced running a full-time business with your chronic illness as well how have you been able to find a rhythm and just like balance things with your business and your health? Yeah, that's a great question. So first I have learned through this healing journey to really be in tune and listen to my body when it's Mm -hmm. sending me messages. So Mm -hmm. if I wake up and I have a migraine or sinus pressure or Mm -hmm. whatever symptoms, I let myself do what I need to do to rest 
yeah. to support myself. And the old me would have just stayed in bed. Now, sometimes you do need to just stay in bed and that's totally okay and valid. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't be down on yourself if you need to do that. But now that I know the certain tools that can actually help me get out of that state, because yeah. you're not always so limited in that state like you think you are when you yes. wake up that morning. Yep. Doing, you know, a meditation, some really mm-hmm. deep breathing yes. and actually, you know, eating nourishing foods, even just help taking some supplements mm-hmm. um, or a painkiller. If you need to do that, do it. You know, it's okay and support yourself. So that's what I learned to do is just listen to my body and I'm still going to, you know, commit to doing the work. But if it's only one thing that I did and it was a really short time span that day, that is okay you know, and it's really good just to honor your body and not shame yourself for having those days. Yeah. Um, the second thing is that I think that despite my chronic illness, um, because I'm doing something that actually is so aligned with what my soul and my passion is, Mm -hmm. it makes it so much easier to keep doing it every day. Right. Yeah, exactly. So because, you know, no, I I'm doing this for a very important reason. And it's my reason, you know, nobody else is making me do this. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing something that is fully aligned, yes, you may have days that are more difficult, as I said, but regardless that deep inner drive is pushing you daily because it's something bigger than yourself you know Mm -hmm. that this is something that you truly want to be doing for others and that's basically what keeps me going um and I also like I said just use the tools that I learned throughout the journey that kind of bring me back to a better stage a better level a better mindset whatever it may be um and just accept that it might be a little bit of waves but that's okay just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, so what has been the most fulfilling moment for you? I know like what you do is already fulfilling because like just watching someone go from this point to that point because of everything you've poured into them is just like the most fulfilling thing ever. But what do you, what would you say has been the most fulfilling moment for you since you started your business? Oh, that's, yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like there's so many little ones sprinkled in. I think that the most fulfilling thing is that one, I've always been somebody who's kind of a healer. Like I've, Mm -hmm. I've just always loved to help people. I've done that my entire life. Yeah. And so to actually connect like all the pain that I went through and all the suffering and then bring it, you know, forth with all of those lessons that I learned that were incredible lessons I would have never known and mm-hmm. actually having other people and holding their space so that they can not feel like their life is limited anymore. That is what's been the most fulfilling is just to see other people feel empowered again um, and actually more empowered than they were before they got sick. Um, that's, that's usually the case that I find mm-hmm. with people who have chronic illness, 
Um, yeah. especially, you know, I, I know a lot of people with Lyme disease, but even other chronic illnesses, it gives you this new power. And I love to see that. Um, and yeah. it takes time, but once you're there, like you can never go back to the way you yes. were before. Right. So true. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that's really amazing. I, I honestly just love to see it because it's, it's almost like, like, so when when I was diagnosed with my chronic illness, like growing up, especially in my teenage years, because I have sickle cell disease and sickle mm-hmm. cell disease is a blood disorder. My red blood mm-hmm. cells are sickle shaped. So mm-hmm. it's just a, a whole lot of yeah. complications. So like yeah. as a teenager, I just felt like I, I didn't feel like I had anything to offer. I didn't feel like I was worth it. I didn't feel like I deserved friends. I didn't feel like I was worth anything. And now that I'm really coming to my full self, I'm seeing how having these chronic illnesses has given me a lot of my greatest strengths. Like I'm the most resilient person in the room. Like nothing shakes me because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had to deal with all this. I've had to deal with all this pain. I've had to deal with like so much worse. So like when I'm yep. doing other things and people are just like how do you do how do you stay so focused how do you stay so resilient I'm just like my chronic illness is my superpower <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, absolutely. because so it's it's really amazing because what people are seeing as a disadvantage when you now come into yourself you're seeing how it has helped you to build your strengths and you know mm-hmm. what was once a weakness is now a really great strength so um yeah I just wanted to share that okay so um now what advice um what like what what do you say to people okay so now with people with chronic illnesses you always we have something in common there's just always this group of people that are just the most insensitive like oh especially online mm-hmm. I'm having to deal with people that you know like there are times where I just share and when I'm sharing, I'm not looking for advice. I'm not looking for right. solutions. I'm just sharing a story. And then you have people in the comment section or in my DM saying, oh, you should try this medicine. Or you should try, like for the religious ones, they say, oh, you should try going to this church. God is going to heal mm-hmm. you. You should um, try going to this hospital, blah, blah, blah. You just have people giving you unsolicited advice or solutions without being and empathetic without being mm-hmm. sensitive people are just mm-hmm. it's just assume they know what to do to help you right. and I, I keep telling people no one knows my condition more than me I've been dealing with this for yes. 25 years and then you just have people that expert. you just see me with one post and then you feel like you can come into my space and yeah. show advice mm-hmm. at me so like how do you handle people like that or what advice would you give to someone that is dealing with a lot of insensitivity for putting her life out there as a chronic illness warrior mm-hmm. yeah that's a great question um personally I'm very fortunate that I haven't had to deal with that just yet in terms of my social media online mm-hmm. but regardless my advice is the same and that's to create and set some really firm boundaries, boundaries for yourself yeah. And because you have such a strong inner knowing, inner confidence in yourself and what's Mm -hmm. best for you, the best thing you can do is just create this, you know, you can imagine that a shield in between you and somebody who's trying to step inside your bubble, right? And, And just 
put that boundary and it can be an energetic boundary too. It doesn't need to be something that is said because honestly, it's a waste of your time to even yep. talk to them, right? Like you don't yeah. even, your life is much more important than dealing with this random person on the internet who mm -hmm. decided to insert themselves and yeah. say something to you. So, mm -hmm. but it, you know, it happens with family or friends yes. as well, of course. It does. So for that, you know, obviously you're not just going to ignore them forever, mm -hmm. but setting a boundary that is firm yet polite, you know, for mm -hmm. example, um, I appreciate your concern, but, um, you know, I, I would really appreciate if in the future you could ask me first, if I yes. would like any advice, just ask my permission and I'll let you know if I am looking to hear some. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, for now I'm going to stick to the things that I would like to be doing for my own yeah. medical journey or illness journey, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, and you know what people's responses are mm -hmm. is not, a, is not your responsibility. So, yes. you know, that's something to really keep reminding yourself, setting that boundary. It's not selfish. It's mm -hmm. selfless because you really do give more to others when you set those boundaries. For yourself of what you will True. accept but yeah, yeah just you know what don't even let them infiltrate your bubble yeah. people on the internet because there's yeah. always somebody with an, an opinion on the sidelines exactly um and you know doesn't even need to take any energy or space in your life yeah yeah okay <laughs> um okay <laughs> so now the next question is okay so what advice would you have for someone with a chronic illness that is trying to start a business. So let me give an example. So um, I've had a lot of other sickle cell warriors reach out to me saying, working a full-time job or having a nine to five has just been unsustainable for them because they're always taking sick breaks. They're always taking sick leaves and you know, they've run out of, cause in my country you have your, you have access to, I think, um, 22 days for leave and then it's like they've exhausted their leave and they don't yeah. they can't take any more time so they're having to leave on painkillers they're struggling you know working mm. eight hours day by day with no break and so now a lot of them are looking for freedom a lot of them are looking to regain their time they have a lot of passions and they have a lot of skills that you know they would love to monetize but then they don't know where to start they are also scared that if i couldn't keep a job what makes me think i would keep a business or go a business but then they're seeing a few people that have done it they've seen me, for example, we've seen other people that have chronic illnesses that are also succeeding in their businesses. And, you know, they come to me and they ask me, how can I do it? You have done this. How can I do it? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So what, what would you say to someone like that? What advice would you give? Where should they start from? Yeah. So I think that it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. And if you want to start a business, Mm -hmm. um, as somebody with a chronic illness, you have to figure out your reasons why, you know, yes. and, and listing it all out and actually nailing down, you know, why do I want this? Uh, what kind of life do I envision yes. with this business? Um, what do I not want? You know, it's important mm -hmm. to know what you don't like. And oftentimes you've got a lot of material to write down what you don't like because of 
your current situation. Yes. And then just keep going from there and say, okay, do, do I want to be a coach? Do I want to sell a product or whatever it may be that you mm-hmm. kind of dive into? And then you yeah. say, well, what am I interested in? What's, you know, is something that I like to do in my own free, free time and kind of mm-hmm. go deeper in that and then recognize that it is going to be hard work. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as hard work, like working a job that is unfulfilling, yes. uh, working a job that is toxic and working a job that just doesn't light you up full stop. You just don't you don't like to go, you feel, you you dread going in because that's not filling up your soul with what you, you want to be doing. So when you Mm -hmm. work on your own business, it is going to require almost even more time and commitment than that full-time job, but the Mm -hmm. energy is totally different. different. Yes. Totally different. And so even though you may be feeling like you're working a bit more um, or a longer period of time to get a result or to make any, you know, profit or income, mm-hmm. it's still something that lights you up and yes. you'll never know until you just try and stay consistent with it. You know, that's something I struggled with is staying mm-hmm. consistent and just keeping it going because everybody sees these things online of, people who, you know, make all this money in a short period of time. And honestly, you know, they need to know that that's not how it works. That's it's, not reality. Exactly. It's not, <laughs> it's not at all. Because if, you know, I, you see stuff like, oh, how I made $100,000 in 30 days. And I'm just like, no, you didn't. There was a lot of work put in to yeah. making that money there's probably six months of work that you put in to get to where you are but people don't like to show the process people just like to show the flashy results and yeah. people are obsessed with the shiny object syndrome so everyone yeah. is looking for the quickest way or the next big thing forgetting that there's a lot of work put in behind the scenes to achieve Absolutely. all of that yeah yeah and you know it's it's going to make you question yourself a lot. Like, oh my God, am I good enough for this? Can I really be doing this? But mm-hmm. you know what? Everyone goes through that, including yeah. me. And I still go through that. And it really, I don't think it ever stops, but it just mm-hmm. changes, you know, the way yes. that you start questioning things like, oh, am I good enough to do this? Am I good enough to do that? That's okay. Just have that confidence or that yeah. other voice that tells your, your negative voice. No, I can do this. I need to keep yeah. going because it will come if I just continue on and just stay focused on mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. This was so amazing. I learned so much and I'm sure that my listeners would learn a lot too. So thank you so much for hopping on this interview with me. It was so good talking to you, Catherine. Of course, Precious. I really enjoyed it as well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. um, Hopefully we can do something together in the future. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much, Catherine. And thank you, whoever is listening now, thank you for listening to this episode and and see you in the next episode (laughs) all right thank you for tuning in to today's episode if you enjoyed this so much tweet about it share on your ig stories or send to a friend 
See you on the next episode.